we got new dorms, some new duds, some new rivals, and even some new friends. This week on an all-new episode of Shonen and Suds as we talk about the second half of Season 3 of My Hero Academia. <gasps> Cody! How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be here on this on this lovely snow day here in St. Louis in the middle of the spring. Yeah, how how was that happening? Cody, how was that happening? It was it was hot where you live yesterday. It's the plains of the Midwest. It was hot. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, a special 420 this year, Chris. <laughs> We've been blessed with a snowstorm. Mmm, <laughs> love that. Love um, But that. how are you, Chris? Dude, I can't complain. We had some friends over for the weekend. Um, just a real, I mean, it wasn't relaxing. Like, I'm, I'm still tired from this weekend, but it was nice seeing some old friends and actually having a weekend that felt normal, honestly. It was really good. It was really, really good. Yeah, normal's nice in this world we're living in right now, so. Right? Right? <laughs> I, I'm, it's like normal's at a premium these days. That's right. But, you know, you know, getting back to normal here, of course, welcome to Shonen and Suds. This is episode 39 on 420. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snigress. Indeed. And like we said, we're talking the second half of season three of My Hero Academia. So, you know, spoilers ahead as always. And uh, Cody, you know, overall, I'm going to say this was a whole lot of do nothing um, in this second half. Um, yeah. This. No, go uh, ahead, please. Yeah, not not too much. There's a lot, We get to see a lot more character abilities and see how. Some of our like classmates kind of work together, but uh, all in all, it's more of like a setup for yeah. both both the movie and like things to come <clears> in <throat> season four. So. Absolutely, and yeah, I, to me, this was just more of a like this was like a worse sports festival. I can grant. Look, I look. I'll I'll say it like this though. I think we definitely needed something lighthearted just after all the <clears throat> the breakneck speed and the gas that we got in the first half of this season. This was. Definitely a let me up kind of arc, but you know we do meet some really cool characters, some uh, some characters that have become you know fan favorites um, towards the end of this thing, and you know we have some just some really neat changes of character for the most part. But I mean, yeah, but otherwise it's a whole lot of do nothing. So like this is going to be a relative. It's going to be a little bit quicker than the last one because we're kind of lumping this into the specific parts um of this season we kind of start with you know them moving into their dorms having their interactions there um then we have where they go take their provisional license exam uh then we have a weird episode break in the middle um which obviously we'll talk about there at the end um and then we have the second half of the provisional license exam and then we have just pretty much the setup the tee-up for the next season yeah it's a whole lot to well, I guess not too much, not a whole lot to go over, but it's it's different. Um, the the break, I have some issues with that, and we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, mm -hmm. It's jarring for sure. It's just it's weird though where they throw it in at. I don't know when, like I don't know the exact release date of the movie. I'm sure we'll go over that next week. So maybe it mm -hmm. like it came out at like mid mid season perhaps. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it just seems like they should just throw that that break episode in at the end or something. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like that should have maybe been like in place of or like in place of the recap episode or just give us like an off season. Hey, we got the movie coming out. Check out this special episode of My Hero Academia to get you ready for the movie. 
Yeah, it almost brings me back to like when I was watching Bleach. I don't know if you've ever watched Bleach, but uh, I have not. There would be like a huge fight going on, like an actual good moment in Bleach, which is few and far between. But <laughs> then they'd be like, "Oh, we gotta stop that action. And we'll get back to that fight in a couple weeks." But right now, we gotta go to our Halloween episode, and it's like, oh no, what? <laughs> like it's. Like pump it's like breaks. when you're listening to a <laughs> podcast with with no like ad free, and, and then you all of a sudden you start getting ads for like Dollar Shave Club and Magic Wallet and you know shit like that. <laughs> it just it just kind of takes you out of what you're doing. Absolutely, um, but you know en- enough about Bleach, Chris. We got we're we're on to My Hero Academia, but before we can get to that, there's something else we got to go. Oh, absolutely, my friend. I need to know, Cody. Inquiring minds also need to know. It's a snow day. What you drinking? I crack uh, <laughs> give me a that's second. low back on it <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> got some on the computer got some everywhere uh, but <laughs> you know Chris I was expecting a, another hot spring day today um, so I broke out the mango Mai Tai what it's mm, called uh, mango another, Mai Tai it's flavor number three of the Bud Light Seltzer out of the office pack oh man yeah a little mango Mai Tai and then I, I also have a uh I drank my other two of these, so I had to grab a Truly Strawberry Lemonade also, just to have two two drinks to get us through this podcast. Nice, nice. Hell of a segue there, because I am also drinking a Truly Lemonade, not a Strawberry Lemonade. Uh, I want to say, I I didn't know if I did that one last week, or I did the Black Cherry, but they've all been delicious so far. But um, this week, I'm going OG. I'm going the Truly Original Lemonade. I'm like like a Kentucky Colonel on the back porch of just... Swinging on his little swing set, you know, talking, <laughs> telling stories about the war of northern aggression, sir. I do declare. Love that, Chris. <laughs> oh, there's a oh, crack, yeah. too. I thought you already Ooh, cracked. There it is. Oh, no, no, no. How dare I interrupt a crack? What am I doing here? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, So, Cody, real quick fact before we move on to the Shonen from the Suds. It is 420, obviously. Celebrate accordingly or how you see fit. Um, Just a fun little beer fact. Um, you know, I don't want to get in too much of like the botany side of it, but hops are actually a cousin plant to cannabis. They're in the same uh, genus family. I forget what type that is. Again, don't want to get too uh, botanical with it, but hops and cannabis are related. You say the the same genus family, Chris? Yeah, that's right. Best, Best genus. They, they all they, they all wear uh, they all wear uh, different styles of Wrangler button fly. <laughs> All, all the great. denim is here. Perfect. That's right. I can't it's I can't the... think of a better segue than that one, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. And here we are, like we said, going into episode, this is episode 51 or episode 13 of season two. And it starts, it basically kind of picks up right where we left off. We're getting just a quick recap about uh, uh, Deku's mom giving him permission to move into the dorms. All Might once again swearing his oath of protection and just being you know ever present for Deku and then we you know it's time for everybody to move into their dorms um really not much happening here the big thing that's uh the big takeaway from here is we actually uh when they get to their dorm building when they're on the outside we actually have a nice little moment with Bakugo where um he uses a a Kaminari to like stupefy himself um because everybody's still kind of you know there's still a lot going on with uh, the fallout from All for One. And um, honestly, 
you know, there was some some issues with uh, the the rescue squad, the de- the Bakugo rescue squad. We're talking um, Ida, uh, Yayirozu, um, yeah, Deku, Kirishima, Kirishima, Deku, yeah, and Ida. So I mean, there there was they could have very much gotten in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> like good, gotten in a lot of trouble, um, and and that that weighs very heavily on the class. Um, you know, because Aizawa being the hard ass that he is, um, you know, really just basically said that he would have expelled him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, and it was, so he, there were, there was some, some very, very harsh, like lessons to be learned. And a lot happened, you know, uh, with All Might and we, we see how that weighs on some of the students later on in this season. But the big thing here is we see some, some, you know, kind of a softer side of Bakugo, um, you know, to kind of break the tension, he grabs, a. Kaminari and pretty much forces him into uh, to to a state of stupid, which causes everybody, uh, you know, to, to start laughing and just and um, you know, to start you know, pointing at uh, Kaminari and just having a good laugh at his expense. Um, but what he does is he walks up to Kirishima and is like, "Hey, you know, here's your money. This is for you." Um, and he pre- he's pretty much paying him back for the night vision goggles that he spent to uh, they bought to help rescue Bakugo. It's a, and it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird gesture, but it's Bakugo's just, it's his way of saying thanks for saving my life. And that for a small moment, it actually has a bit more impact on this towards the end of this season. Yeah. I'm glad you can actually, you're here to clarify that for me. Cause I was kind of wondering what happened there. I didn't know if he just like pickpocketed Kaminari or if he was just using that as the distraction, which it seems like yeah. it's the latter. He was using that as the distraction. Cause I mean, everybody was still like, everybody was pretty focused on what's going on. And like, you know, they got their minds on pretty much all the same thing, whether it's, you know, what happened with all for one and, or moving into the dorms. He just, he uses Kaminari just to, Oh, well, I need to get the, because if he were to just try to give, you know, Kirishima the money in front of everybody, everybody would have had some shit to say. Oh yeah, of course. So, so Bakugo is still trying to keep the hard exterior, but you know, I, we're starting to, we're starting to see he's coming around to his classmates and some of his quote unquote friends. Um, but anywho, here's the real meat of the, uh, of the dorm room section of this is basically they all move in and they all decorate their rooms and they want to, the, the ladies of class one A are like, Hey, we're going to have a contest. We want to look at all the boys rooms and see how they decorated and see which one is better. And, you know, most of them are all for it, and everybody's room is distinctly different. Um, again, just so, just some fun, lighthearted stuff, and then it's kind of bridged with uh, our man Mineta saying, "Hey, you know, getting super pervy, but also very <laughs> logical, saying, you know, well, I mean, it's only fair. You guys saw our room, so we should definitely get a chance to judge and, um, you know, look at your rooms." And of course, Mineta, to Mineta, it's a power play. He's like, you know, they're probably going to say no, but you know, you miss all the shots you don't take, right? And uh, Mina's like, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, let's have a contest. And, and so, so you know, and what was so great was like everybody else was super excited about it, and like which turned the focus away from Mineta being a pervert. He was like, yes, if I was the only one who wanted to do this, they would they would turn it around on me and call me a pervert and shit like that. So. Yeah, he kind of he kind of gets his way, although he can't convince the girls to go check out his room. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. They're like, no. Which even me as the viewer, I'd like to see what, what's inside Mineta's room. What oh he, man, I I don't know. He probably has like a red room or something. Some old <laughs> uh, some old Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> shit going on in there. Yeah, and and the big takeaway out of this is we see Sue. Um, 
or Asui, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Um, she's kind of like. She's kind of like lurking in her room. Yeah, and she like kind of doesn't want anybody to go in there, and you can tell there's something else that's on her mind. Um, and that kind of, mm. I believe, at the end of this episode is when it comes to fruition. Um, yeah. Basically, she wants to have a chat with some of her classmates. Basically, the whole Bakugo rescue squad, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so basically, they they all like meet outside. You got, of course, you got Tenya, Deku, uh, Kirishima. What's, yeah, the, what's, yeah, the, basically, what's the girl's name? Yeah, you're Oh, Yayurozu. And yeah. then Todoroki, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I forgot he was part of that group. So, yeah, like, I, I, that's... But, yeah, dude, like, basically, it's just this... There's this this tension in the air. um, And how I guess she kind of feels bad because she, she kind of chastised that group for going after Bakugo. She just was like, hey, you know, she was... She was just disappointed with that move they made, but it's just like... If they hadn't gone, like, Bach would probably be dead. Yeah, she kind of feels guilty because she was kind of giving some harsh words because she said that mm-hmm. if they went after him, then they'd be no different than villains. Um, and she's basically just been kind of carrying this up. burden with her mm-hmm. ever since, like, this all went down. And since, like, the like you said, like, the fallout of after All for One and All Might fought. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, she's like, I just want to be friends again. Can we just get back to normal? Yeah, so they all, of, of course them all being the friends that they are, they kind of, they all settle things and they just kind of get back to, back to normal. Yeah. And then, uh, we, we kind of go like, so the dorm room part's kind of over. This is where they live now. They, you know, we don't really see them back at home really that often anymore. Um, from moving forward, um, at least in the anime that I've seen. Um, so while they're sleeping in the, uh, the room, of course, uh, Deku's having a, some, some dreams about All Might, you know, where he gets kind of a, you know, kind of a resurgence of conviction is like, all right, I'm not going to let All Might down. We're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, going to go ahead and you know, be, be the best hero I can be. Um, and this is where we start the uh, ultimate move training, uh, Cody. We're going to learn. They go to the TDL, which stands for Training Dining Land, so they can uh, it's uh, so they can serve up some. Uh, serve up some ultimate moves and how the gym like caters to each of their students because it's made by a, it's a, something made by cement toss and he can manipulate the the ground inside of there and, you know, again, cater it to, to the students that are using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, I remember when I first saw this season, I was, I was surely thinking, I'm like, Oh, here comes another villain attack. Uh, yep. But no, they actually end up just work basically working on their, their, their signature moves basically, you know, you got your sweet chin yeah. music. You got your that's <laughs> right. Stone pile you know, driver. Everything. I'm telling you, man. Wrestling is anime. They've they've all they're all over the top. They've all got special moves. They've all got ultimate moves. Like I'm telling you right now, dude. You could you could take an episode of Monday Night Raw and just put like all like the anime like kanji and all the thing and like the lines when something dramatic is happening. Like you know, you could over, dub it over with uh, with you know Randy Orton saying ultimate move Viper Slash. RKO and just ping, like put all that you know put all that bullshit up top. It, it's literally an anime. That's right. It's all the same. <laughs> and we we yeah, love so it yeah. all. <laughs> like you said, and of course, you know, some of them are working for with you know practicing getting the table so they can do the 3D. We got the Hollywood leg drop, but uh, you know, some of them are, and I like how some of them are. Okay, I don't want to say it like that. I'm trying to think of the right words here. Like some of the shit, like they're learning is just so obvious. Like when he when um is it ectoplasm? Or killer or killer orca or gang orca, 
who's showing uh, Mina how to, like, she's doing, like, a Kamehameha with her uh, acid, but it's just squirting down. He's like, oh, make a nozzle with your fingers. It's like, girl, have you never played with a water hose or, like, a <laughs> faucet? It's like, that's, that's like, liquid 101. Yeah. You, you so I was would... like, that's dumb. <laughs> I was like, there's no way she's in high school and has never thought about doing that. Well, isn't Bakugo also learning, like, a similar, like, kind of shoot attack with his... Uh... Yep, he's learning that the, his, uh, was it, AP shot. Um, yeah, 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 yep. So he's learning like a, a concentrated, like you know, super armor piercing blast. Hence AP. Um, yeah, and then of course some of them are like trying different things. Like it kind of shows uh, Todoroki, who's like his ultimate move is going to consist of him learning how to use both sides at the same time. Um, Ochako is practicing how to like self levitate, um, and of course uh, we've got um, Coat um, Sugar Rush. I don't remember his actual name, but he's a uh, you know, of course, one of the, you know, kind of call back to him in the dorms of the dorms. He actually won the contest because he made some really badass chiffon cake that like all the girls were like, oh, shit, he can make us cakes. That's awesome. And they're so good. So he's definitely the big winner here. Um, and of course, I guess he's trying to figure out his move with his cake. Um, you know, not really much. But the big takeaway here, again, is All Might's kind of telling him to like, don't imitate me like find you know find your own way with this quirk and then he kind of goes on and starts talking to kirishima but uh the second half of this we get uh we get to see an old friend we get to see old may hatsume from the sports festival um and uh of course the awkwardness with her and deku begin almost immediately as as they get to the development studio which is the lab the door just explodes and she's laying on top of him just boobs on chest <laughs> And even, uh, even, uh, even fucking Ochako's like, boobs? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's another thing I guess we should probably mention is like, Ochako is clearly growing more and more fond of Deku. Um, oh, absolutely. Especially every in the day. second half. Like, every time, like, she's super jealous that May lands on top of him, of course. Um, and we'll see mm. some more uh, here in a little bit when they get to their little uh, actual provisional license test. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, Mei Hatsume is... I can't remember what the class is that she's from, but she's working with Power Loader, who was a, a pro hero yep. that we saw earlier, and he's also, like, a member of the faculty, and they're basically... They're there to make the support items for, like, the hero suits, yep. and... Uh, yeah, basically, Deku... I want to say Ochako and Tenya, they're going there kind of just to get some upgrades done. Yep, and it's so great that, other than Deku, she literally doesn't remember any of them or doesn't even acknowledge them. Um... And I, I like this part with May. I mean, we 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 kind of get this vibe that she's very much like on the spectrum, you know, because she's very much like just 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 constantly is talking, and then she'll go back and invent something. Come like just I don't know. She's super super intelligent, but it just ha- kind of has this. Uh, I don't want to say autistic, but there's very much a a quirkiness to her. A quirkiness? Did a, quir- a, a quirkiness? Oh. But yeah, I, see, I didn't want to say quirk. God she has a quirk because I thought it's such a weird word. But uh, you brought out she, all the dad jokes. <laughs> that's right. Jesus, <laughs> she doesn't have a quirk. You would say, but she is quirky. But you know, of course, there's again more lighthearted moments. Like Deku wants something for his arms that he can, I guess, I guess absorb some of the shock and some of the tension. Um, so. But um, what ends up happening during all of this is she 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 basically uses uh she um 
sorry, I'm trying to get this all because it, it happens in two separate parts. But the long and short of it is Deku comes to the realization after working with Tenya that the way for him to evolve all for one to his own is to, you know, why use arms when I can use my legs? So he turns it into the uh, all for one full cowling shoot style. So now he's, um, he's, you know, focusing the power in his legs and feet as opposed to his arms and, you know, upper body. Um, and of course he gets some, some equipment, his, his, uh, his legs and his new boots that help with, uh, with this switch in combat style. Yeah, he's got like some shock absorbing boots, uh, like the yeah, like some special like toe piece on there as well. And then he also does have like some kind of arm. I don't really know what to call it. Like, uh, he's got like more armor on his arms basically for when he does use those. But obviously, we mm -hmm. keep seeing that flashback from the doctor said, "Hey, you know, if you you if you sustain these injuries again, like you could you could lose your all mobility in your arms." So yep, and that's basically it comes full circle that this is how he's gonna. Absolutely, and the reason and the reason it happens is um, Hatsume has a a thing that she puts on ten, ten, uh, Tenya's arms, like why? And she says something like, "Why use your legs when you can use your arms to run?" And Deku has like that arms to run, arms yeah. to run. Yeah, the light bulb goes off. That's right. But yeah, so that's that's really where that goes from there. He's got a brand new move. He's using the shoot style, and now we're getting into um, um, it's. Basically, time to uh, start getting our provisional licenses. Of course, they do a little bit more in the gym. They do some fighting with um, with um, I can't remember his name, man. Uh, ectoplasm. So, mm -hmm. and of course, they have a little run in with one B. Uh, and of course, Naito talking copious amounts of shit as he always does. Um, of course, because with the class, big... all of class one B. Oh wait, no, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Never mind. Yeah, well, well, they think uh, class one A and class one B think they're actually going to be playing. They're going to be fighting against each other here, uh, or they're going to be competing for their provisional licenses. Um, but that is actually not the case. Um, and um, Aizawa kind of lets them know that, oh no, you're going to be competing with uh, with different schools, and um, yeah, pretty much every big hero school. Other higher years, like yeah, absolutely. But. So, you know, basically the long and short of it is we're here the next day. We're going to get our provisional licenses. And we're introduced to some new characters um, and some new schools. You have the, um, well, they go to the uh, the National Dagobah Arena is the name is the name of the place where they're going. And um, we're introduced to some, uh, the students from uh, Shiketsu High School. Um, the big one we are, um, the big ones that are, that are in this art or from this school, I mean, are Inasha, uh, Yo, Yorashiri or Yoarashi, Yorashi, Yorashi, yeah. Uh, otherwise yeah. known as M. Bison or yes. thing, however you, yep, <laughs> M. Bison and their teacher, cousin it with an M. Bison hat on. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, so we've got some new characters from a, a new school and, um, this one guy is just super, super enthusiastic, right? Like he's like hitting his head against the damn wall, just or against. Yeah, dude, he's just he 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 bloodies up his noggin and still doesn't stop. Like homeboy is thrilled. He has one emotion and one emotion only, and it is thrilled. Yeah. He is just happy to be. He's like a dog when you've been gone all day, <laughs> and you come home and they just want to go outside. They want to be in your business. That is literally this guy. 
Yeah, he all al- the time. He almost reminds me of like an even more enthusiastic Tenya um, for this school, of course. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's a that's a great comparison. But also, we find out that he was actually like the number one recommended student to go to UA over like Yairozu and over Todoroki. Yep. Um, but yep, and we find to... out some more about that. Yeah, for he actually, sure. Yeah, he actually chose to go to is it Shigetsu High? Shigetsu? Shigetsu yep. High School? Yeah. Yep, Shigetsu. Yeah, so he, he volunteered Dude. to go there. Yep, and uh, of course there's a uh, another high school, the uh, the Ketsubutsu Academy, um, where that group is led by tall, dark-haired Deku. <laughs> Because he looks exactly like him, it's like, geez, dude. Um, and of course, there's a uh, there's a the teacher of that class, uh, Mrs. Joke, uh, is an old friend of Aizawa's, much to his dismay. I think she's just like, hey, we should go ahead and get married. Like, she either just loves fucking with him, or like, I don't know. I I'll bet they have a past, or they were married, or they're, they're they were a thing. And hopefully, at some point, those two get back together because I think they're just such a fun couple. Yeah, I do like her as a character, even though we only get to see her for this little chunk of episodes. Um, mm. it's it's a it's a neat little relationship that they have. Yep, and the the ringleader in this class is uh, Yoshindo, the guy who you know, tall, dark haired Deku, and um, you know, of course, he's overly polite, almost to a to an insulting degree. And Bakugo's like, "Dude, you're you're full of shit. Like, you know, you don't mean what you're saying. I can see it in your eyes." And um, so yeah, that's really I mean that's much really about re- it. And they, yeah. He pretty much just rejects him right off the bat. Um, yeah, yeah. And then eventually we we get to, we get introduced to our uh, I think it's, it's Mara is his name. Yep, Yo- who, who sounds like old man. Like if Mineta was an old man, that's exactly what he sounds like. He sounds like a mix between uh, Mineta and I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, he played Krennic in a uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and he's also he plays the main uh, the main police officer in Outsider on HBO. Oh, what Ooh. is his name? That I don't know. I think it's like Ben Mendelsohn. Yep, yep, that's what it is. He played Orson Krennic. That's the guy. Yeah, ben, that's ben the guy. Mendelsohn, yep. Yeah, he sounds funny. like a mix between him and Mineta. Like I, I, I for, for a couple times. Where I thought it was him, just just the way he sounds and the cadence and the tone of his voice. But yeah, he's our he is our master of ceremonies for this thing, our main announcer, and the guy kind of and all this dude wants to do is get this shit done so he can go to sleep. Very much like Aizawa. Yeah, definitely. And he uh, he basically explains to all the students that there's fifteen hundred and forty examinees and that only a hundred of them are gonna actually like participate in the exam. Uh, yep very small uh very small group will pass this thing yeah and they're basically gonna play this game of like dodgeball slash laser tag um they basically each get these three targets that they have to put on their body and then they each get six little like dodgeball things and um Mm -hmm. yeah first 100 people to get done to and you gotta eliminate two people um yep and the trick here is it you you only need to really you only need to get the last one for it to count. So there was some strategy there where it's like, well, have somebody do all the work and you just come finish them off, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh so yeah, basically the the door or like how do I put it? Like the building, like the walls come down and they're basically right there on the battlefield already and uh Yeah, it's very much like the USJ. It just has a bunch of different uh 
different like terrains you know you've got your desert you've got your urban jungle you've got a jungle yep but. and uh pretty much instantly class 1a is is the targets uh, oh of course mainly because obviously all these other kids have seen them on the sports festival that was on tv so they know about their quirks they know about their powers and they think they're mm -hmm. easy targets Yep, and again, this is a, a pretty straightforward kind of affair. You know, you, the, all the students have broken off into particular groups. Um, some of them find themselves in different terrains, and they find themselves, play, you know, fighting against different students from different schools, like um, Kaminari, um, Kirishima, and this one burps an awfully a lot more than the other ones do. But uh, <laughs> Kaminari, Bakugo, and um, Kirishima... They're up against this M. Bison guy who can, like, pretty much turn people. Okay, so can we talk about this dude for a second? How does him, like, turning people into, like, balls of flesh Play-Doh, how is he not killing them, dude? Yeah, see, I don't know. He can, like, he can basically, like, contort them into this little ball. And how is it, it's, how is it helping him hit their targets also? Because, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I didn't understand. I, like I didn't either, and it just seems like how, like how is that not like rearranging their their intricately placed internal organs, and how are they just not dying immediately? Yeah, because like some quirks are like very well like explained, uh, and this one mm -hmm. is just like yeah, you can just change your body around, and it's like well, yeah, I could just turn you into this chicken nugget looking thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like yo, very interesting, and of course Kirishima and Bakugo being like the the hard-headed guys they are, they instantly go in to try and attack him and basically instantly get turned into chicken nuggets, and <laughs> yep. for lack of a better term. And then uh, we get to see, um, not Kirishima, what's... what's uh, a... Kaminari, yeah, Kaminari actually gets to save the day on this one. Yeah, he's got like this, these little like disc launcher things, um, mm -hmm. and it's basically, I guess, to... I don't know exactly what the word is that I'm looking for, but it... When he gets mm -hmm. between him and the disc and the enemies there, he can like electrocute them and you know do all of his Pikachu attacks. Um, mm -hmm. he, he basically saves the day there. Um, yeah, and then, and then uh, one of the big feats that we see right off the bat, uh, Yo, uh, I'm gonna I gotta practice his name, Yo Arashi. Um, pretty much takes out like a hundred dudes by himself using his uh, his whirlwind arc, uh, his whirlwind quirk. Um, cause they're in like, he's in like the city, uh, terrain and just, dude, he just, just nukes like, yeah, like a hundred, I don't want to say 120, 150 people just all by himself. Yeah. He basically um, causes a tornado. It takes all their balls away and then yeah, drops them right back on him. And, yeah, and he's, the first, he's actually perfectly. the first one to pass. Yeah. He's the first one to pass. So he is, he is not to be fucked with really. And, um, yep. yeah. And then we and, see, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please. I insist. I was just trying to remember what the next group of students we see that actually like is working the, together. Because like Deku well, has a ton of kids with him, mm -hmm. um, but then we see, oh boy, Shindo. We see his like trimming earth quirk where he like basically mm -hmm. causes this giant earthquake, which causes a lot of class one A to get separated from each other when they were originally planning yep. on working together. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, and that was kind of the the um the next part there where they're they're they've got. Um, Deku trap, but then we we run into all, uh, Sai, uh Saito and Ochako are there, and there's this weird moment where um Deku actually has to rescue 
um, Achaku from like stumbling and not really how to use her um, her ability. And this is where we're introduced to a character named Cammy. Mm-hmm. Um, so because the um, <clears throat> trying to think of the trying to think of the order here. No, 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 no. We 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 run into Cammy first. No, hold on. No, I think, I think no. I mean, it it is a lot going on. Um, but basically, eventually, Deku, he goes. Oh no, you're right. You're right. We do run into Cammy first. Yep, and they have this kind of weird moment where she can like, she's like hiding herself from his senses because he's trying to tag her and then she's gone. He can't find her, and then all of a sudden she's like behind him. And it's not really like a teleportation thing. It's just, it's where she can just like make herself immune to like sight, sound, smell, everything. And she actually tags Deku in one of his, uh, in one of his, um, sensors because mm-hmm. everybody has three sensors that they have to put on them really anywhere, but places like your crotch and your armpits. Yeah. So, and this is where we're, we're back to where, um, he rescues Ochako and, when they're, you know, hiding and trying to, you know, get away from everybody, Ochaku, like, she starts to, she pulls out one of the balls and goes for another weak spot, and we find out that that is definitely not Ochaku, and uh, Deku actually knew it because he slaps the ball away from her, and she, you know, turns into, like, she's naked for a while, and it, it's <laughs> Cammy again, but, like, she, she's, like, naked, and, of course, Deku's like, you know, this is definitely kind of a lighthearted moment here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Deku, but this Deku's is where... all blushing and everything, of course. <laughs> oh, big time. And I want to say here, this is where um, the, everybody starts to close in on him, and uh, Saito and Och- uh, the actual Ochako actually show up here. Yeah, her and old uh, Tate boy. Yep. Is, is he Saito, or is that... Or is it... uh, yeah, old... Saito. Okay. Yep. So many characters, um, but yeah, they kind of know their, their names do run together. Yeah, they kind of come to the rescue, and they basically, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Sar- get... uh, sorry, it's Saro. It is Hanata Saro. You're right. Saro. Okay. Um, so, then who is Saito? I think Saito might be the tail guy. Yeah, you maybe. Uh, yeah, sorry. There's the Shoto they're all, Saito, they're... Kota and Kota, <laughs> Shoji and Shota, and <laughs> they could have chosen some different names, but um, I can't remember if this is where we get to see. Like, where they work together and end up tagging their people. Um, uh, that that's actually towards the end because they're some of the last ones that um that actually pass. Okay. But uh, the ne- the really the, this episode ends with uh with Todoroki actually kind of being on his own, coming face to face with a group of ninjas, and uh this group of ninjas is actually really cool because they um you know Todoroki tries to use his fire to melt the things that the ninjas throwing at him, but they're made of tungsten. So mm-hmm. his fire really doesn't have any effect. But then, um, I love well, how then these, he, start, he starts. I like how these guys have like all the Naruto. They basically have like rip off Naruto headbands too. Yeah, That's yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And basically, what he does is he just kind of steams them out. He uh, he's able to use his fire and his ice to break one of the because he's in like an industrial kind of industrial park area, and he uses one of these like steam where like all these pipes and valves go into, and he makes it explode. Pretty much knocking all the ninjas out and is able to just put all his put all the balls on people and he passes the test right here. So yeah, he's actually the first one from class one A that actually uh, passes. Yep, yep. And uh, of course we have our moment here with uh, Yayorozu, Su, Jiro, and Soji, um, and they're up against Psycho and Telly. 
from. I don't know what I don't remember what school she is from, but basically we have just kind of a four on four battle here. Um, Yayorozu, Yayorozu gets taken out, but instead of um, instead of everybody getting their win, they actually come in and save Yayorozu, um, which ultimately causes all of them to pass. That seems to be a theme when the if the groups start to stray away from each other, they tend to fail. But in this case, they actually all pass by sticking together. Um, yeah, it's kind of a cool scene. They they basically all use their quirks, and then but the Intelli girl, she she's like the best planner, I'm guessing, because they yeah. they basically take them all out one by one, and kind of Yai Rosa has another big character growth moment here, where she basically saves all of her friends and then gets captured, even though she saved them all, and they kind of like come back and save her. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little episode. It's this is honestly like this whole dodgeball test thing is probably my least favorite chunk of episodes in the whole show. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, it's just an excuse to introduce, you know, new characters, and, you know... Most of them really don't matter. Um, they really don't. Some of them do, uh, and obviously we get to see, like, some character growth. Like, we get to see, like, more of, like, you know, just more of our, our, our crew's abilities and how they work with different students, but... Um, mm-hmm. That being said, it's kind of... It just feels like... I don't know. It just feels like some some meh. Like it's just it, it it's okay material. Um, but like, yeah. like like we said, the first part of season three is definitely a tough deck to follow. So. Yeah, and basically the way this all just kind of rounds out is the 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 passing spots are running out, um, and most of class one A has not passed yet. So there's just kind of this last mad dash as the spots start to dwindle, and the rest of class one A work together and they all pass. They all make it. Every single one of them. Oh, of course they do, so, Chris. <laughs> and of course, and which which is actually kind of kind of cool, considering that like in the past, anytime they've had these class wide events, somebody has always, excuse me, failed. Someone has always failed, but now it's like, okay, cool. Well, now they're starting to show some growth because now they're all passing and working together as a team, which I think is really really cool. Now, is there any difference in these licenses than the ones they would have gotten at summer camp had it not been attacked? No, these, this is the same license. This is why they're doing this, because they weren't able to finish summer camp, because the uh, the villains attacked them. Interesting. Okay. I wonder, like... I, I just wonder, like, why the other kids are even there? Like, mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, the other yeah. students from, like, Shiketsu and all that stuff? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it was one of those things where this is, like, the summer school version, where it's, like, I don't know, these kids, this is groups that could couldn't take their exam because of one reason or another. So let's all just slap them together. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's actually maybe, a very, very good continuity question. Maybe everybody's summer camp got attacked. Who knows? <laughs> yep. But uh, this next episode's uh, the second part of this uh, provisional exam. And we're introduced to a fun little company called the help us company or the Huck for short. <laughs> Basically it's a bunch of professional, pretty much a professional victims. They go around, they're a company that, allows hero they, they play uh citizens in these in these trainings that allow heroes to practice rescue and they're super super harsh like they're like oh you'll lose five points because you did this instead of this like uh the perfect example is um when the rescue mission starts uh deku rolls up on the scene with his dude and with his teammate he's like oh my god this looks so bad and the dude's like uh, that's really not what you're supposed to say when you've got people in dire straits. Uh, th- that's the first thing you say. It looks bad. And then he's reminded of what like All Might did when like his first known rescue when he was like, you know, fear not, you know, you have nothing to worry about because I'm here. And when Deku's like, oh shit, this doesn't look good. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, he instantly loses himself some points, and I think if you drop below 50 points, you fail this part. Um, yep. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, basically it starts off, you got like our our class 1A, they kind of break off into certain groups, and they got like um, almost like mm -hmm. a nurse's station. Uh, it's kind of like a makeshift hospital where like you can take these victims, which are obviously they're just actors. Um, you can kind of take mm -hmm. them back to wherever they need to go, where, you know, it, obviously it's just a it's just a test um but of course every everything seems like it's just a big rescue mission and they're like doing all the right making all the right choices and then mm. oh boy uh gang orca shows up chris and he, Absolutely. he this time he's, he's playing the villain and he's got his his group of goons and uh they, yep, they, he's they, the number he's the number 10 pro hero and number three on the list of heroes that look like villains I love that they throw that little fact in there because I was like, man, he does look pretty damn evil. Um, Dude, yeah, Gang Orca looks really badass. I, I, I actually like his character design a lot. Um, now, this episode here, before he shows up, the big thing that the big takeaway here is we see the past between Todoroki and uh, Yo Arashi. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, basically, they, they competed against each other in their entrance exam uh, for the recommendation. And the past with um with Yayura, I'm probably saying it very wrong. Yoyurashi is that you know he loves heroes. When he was a kid, he loves heroes, and he loves you know anybody who's passionate about what they do. And he had this bad time when he tried to get an autograph from Endeavor. Endeavor pretty much just slaps the thing out of his hand and pretty much just tells him he's a piece of shit. And he looks in his eyes and sees that he's like, I like Endeavor just hates doing this. And ever since, and he just he hates he hates Endeavor, and he by and by the way, um, when they were competing, um, Yoyarashi actually wins the the event. To, he becomes like the the the. This is what makes him the top recommended student. Is he beats uh, Todoroki by a hair in this obstacle course, but um, he notices the way the way Todoroki acts that he sees the same eyes and he's like. Well, well, fuck this kid too, you know what I mean? Because he's like super, like congratulatory and like sort of like, hey man, that was like, no, Yoyo Rashi's actually a very, very like outgoing and genuine person. He he just he hates when people aren't passionate, especially when they like, they should be, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he he they, there's kind of a uh, an animosity between these two. Um, but yeah, and then of course Gang Orca shows up with his goons and um Cody, what's going to happen next? We're not going to find out quite yet because uh we have this weird break. We have this special episode, the All You Need Is Love or Save the World with Love episode. Oh, is um, that is that when this one comes in? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yes, yes. It's such a random place to break it. You're like, "Oh shit." Cuz now the students have to contend with learning how uh, properly rescuing with a villain attack on top, which is, you know, kind of a real life, you know, that, that's a real life training for these guys. But nope, no, fuck that for now. We're going to, we're going to do this really odd side story that, you know, you know, we'll come back to this. We will come back to this episode because um, it kind of feeds into what our next episode is. But basically when we get back to normal, we're now here with, um, again, the students that passed, trying to deal with the gang orca who is actually we don't find this out till the end of the battle but he's got like restraints on and he's got just goons he's pretty much he is kind of neutered when he's fighting these students but 
you know, he proves to be more than a match. Um, and what re the what really needs to happen here is there needs to be a lot of communication to have people, you know, they you know to keep the rescue operation going while keeping King uh, Great uh, Great Orca and uh, Gang. Jeez, I'm never gonna say his name right the first time. Gang Orca, keeping him contained and his goons contained. Um, the the big thing that happens here is. We see Todoroki and Yoarashi Yo Yo trying to, like, they're they're at odds with each other. Like their quirks are, are are countering each other out. They're just like they are just not communicating and not working together. And like Gang Orca's like, I can't believe you two are arguing during this. Like what? The, like basically like a what the hell is wrong with you? And even Deku's like, dude, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, because Deku and, Deku's obviously like our. Are like got a good head on his shoulders, and he always like thinks things through and comes up with a big plan. Or like, okay, we'll work on saving these people, and you guys will fight, and or, or vice yeah. versa. You know, however it goes. And like, Todoroki yeah. and, and this, this guy... is actually the episode where we find out that they were in the same entrance exam together. But that's okay. Yeah. Either way, they they you can tell there's a beef between these two. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it so... seems like everybody else is really like working together. Like, even mm -hmm. like. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tokiomi. Had to look back at the Funko Pop again. Uh, but like Tokiomi <laughs> and uh, what's Acid Girl's name? Oh, Mina. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, even like they're working together and like taking out a bunch of goons with Deku. He's using his new like shoot style. Mm-hmm. Like everybody. They're all, they're all just working on work together. Even like uh, Shindo, the guy from the other school, is like helping out. Like mm -hmm. got a whole lot of teamwork going on except for Oh boy, Todoroki and our boy Inasa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Inasa is his first name. It's probably easier for me to just call him Inasa. But um, but yeah. But they ultimately, I think, what happens is they ultimately realize that, like, okay, hey, we're we're making a mistake, and we need to we need to fix this. Um, and of course, Todoroki has kind of the big like come to Jesus moment where he's like, man, like I I need to stop just acting like how i've acted and the re and my mistakes have put me into this situation so he uses his fire because you know you know wind makes heat go up and anasa uses his tornado to pretty much encircle and inflame um gang orca because i mean gang orca is an orchid uh, or an orca so he's a whale and being in the heat is going to you know dry him out that's kind of the uh the idea here and then, of course, um, this is where, um, you know, some other students come through, Sue, Mina, everybody, and they, they come and suppress uh, the villains. Gang Orca gets uh, taken down. Um, Deku comes in with, like, a really fierce kick, actually cracking Gang Orca's armor. So, really, the, the idea is they need to hold off the villains until they get everybody rescued. Um and they finally do it. And even uh, once it's all over, I guess a gang work after taking that hit from Deku, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think they probably would have beaten us had this gone on any longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, Which is a really neat thing to hear. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then Mayor of course comes on says all the Huck members have been rescued. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, uh, we get to see the, the board of who passed and who failed. Absolutely. And it seems like pretty much everybody passed except for uh, Inasa, mm -hmm. Todoroki, and Bakugo. Um, the first two, obviously, Inasa and Todoroki, obviously, because they were 
arguing and not working together. And then I believe Bakugo, he fails because he kind of just goes off on his own. Because um, mm-hmm. we don't really get to see much of him here, but, you know, he does his normal thing where he's like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. And like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so they the rest of them, got, they've got the provisional licenses and the other three, of course, they like, they vow to to get theirs. Um, and they're going to get another chance here down the road. Um, Absolutely, and we have a we have a little mystery moment here because uh, Deku goes up to uh, Nagamasa, who's the the teacher from the um, from their from Inasa's academy. I, I'm I so sorry, I totally forget it. But and he's like, hey, you know, he's got his notebook out. He's like, hey, do you guys teach disappearing techniques like that? And Nagam Nagamasa is like, um. We don't do anything. Uh, Shiketsu. He's like, yeah, no, we we don't. No, none of our students can do anything like that. You know, we don't do any training like that. And um, he's like, um, you know, well, Cami left the test early because she wasn't feeling well. And it cuts back over to Cami. So this whole time, by God, by God, it's <laughs> Toga. It's Imiko Toga. Yep, she... Imiko Toga. That son of a bitch, the rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, she's been using her shapeshift. Uh... Take on Cammy's appearance, and um, yeah, basically, yeah. Ba- basically, she gets a call from our old boy, Mister Compress, and uh, we get to see uh, Tomra is kind of goons. They're they've been, they, I guess, they've been having a little in, having her do like this infiltration mission, essentially. Yep, yeah, because basically, her her mission is pretty much to get Deku's blood, and I guess, um, I guess she got what she was looking for because she did get a good little swipe onto his face when they were scrapping earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a, uh, a fun little, uh, meeting between, in between glass and a respirator. We have all might and, um, all for one meeting at, uh, their Tartarus prison, which is, I guess the big, uh, this, this is a, their version of like the raft in Marvel. This is where they keep the worst of the worst. And what's really good about this conversation here, Cody, is that basically all for one's like, or yeah, all for one is basically like. You know, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter that you beat me. The world got to see that that you're not this invincible symbol of peace anymore. And they're starting to stay. They see that you're now weakened and more villains will come to our cause. Yeah, he's pretty much just mocking all for all might this entire this whole time. Basically, Um, which obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And all might like notices that like I know he mentions that like he's been I guess keeping himself alive, like he's basically all, all for one is just living off of like respirators and machines at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just sticking around just to watch, just to watch um, um, Shigaraki. Just just let him watch him burn the world, man. That's like all he's sticking around for. It feels like. Yeah, pretty much. And um, then, uh, and then no, I wanna, go ahead. I want to say this next episode is where we get to see our boy twice. Uh yes, I want to say that's not this episode right off the bat. It's the next one because uh, okay. this episode ends with uh, they're all back at their dorm that night. They're celebrating, you know, they got their licenses, and Bakugo walks by Deku and is like, "Hey, I need to talk to you outside." Oh, I'm forgetting my favorite part of this whole season. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you and I need to talk about this quirk of yours. Um, and they they kind of have a conversation that, like, Bak- at this point, Bakugo fucking knows. Oh, yeah. Like he knows that you've got it. He's just like, dude, just tell me already. And 
he knows that you know it's gonna especially you know he, he puts it all together at the end when uh when all might beat all for one and he was like it now it's your turn he's like i i saw your reaction i like that like that kind of made it all click for him yeah he's and like, uh, he's, he's like you're the only one that knows what that means and then like we also flash back to like the first time when bakugo kind of left school and deku mm-hmm. kind of chased after him he's like I'll try to make the best of this borrowed power. So Bakugo, he he's fully aware. Oh yeah, he fucking knows. And yeah. uh, he kind of calls him out, and, he, and Deku's like, "So what if it's true?" And then, of course, Bakugo, being Bakugo, he's like, "Well, we're gonna settle this right here, right now." Yeah, he's like, clearly, he thought you more of you than me. So let's <laughs> let's have a little Donnie Brook over it. Like I figured out your superpower. Let's fight now. That's like, right. What? <laughs> like, the classic anime move. I, like. After this, Bakugo gets better, but, like, this is just another dumb line from Bakugo. Like, oh, you have All Might's power? Mm-hmm. We ought to and fight this, for no reason. And this is a, and this is actually a really, really good fight. Um, the, We're not going to spend too much time on the fight, because they're actually pretty evenly matched. Like, like, Deku's not fucking around. Like, he gets some good licks on Bakugo, and, like, um, I mean, ultimately, Bakugo does overpower him. Um, um, oh man, Chris! But Deku hits that su- the sweet footwork. Dude, we hits the axe kick, dude. We hits the old <laughs> that, dude. That was the, the art on that part, dude. The animation was so sick. When he hits the little like the, just the spin footwork is my favorite part of the whole thing. That's um, right, dude. The old twirl, the old twirl and <laughs> axe kick, and so it just good. brings it down like right in front of Bakugo's face. He like feels like the fucking like lightning coming off of him. Um, but like the big part here is we see more of a like Bakugo's his character developed because all might comes and is like what the fuck are y'all doing like he, he's like all Might's pissed when he comes out there and he's like you know he pretty much says that you know, we, we need to all talk about this like the, the, you know clearly you know bakugo has some deep-rooted issues and all he feels so bad like bakugo's like i'm the reason that all might is now retired if i wouldn't have gotten captured this wouldn't have happened so he's like he's like you've you know, he's he's looked up to All Might pretty much his whole life, and he's but now he you know he always you know as much as Deku loves All Might, like Baka, it almost seems like Bakugo loved him just as much and wanted to be him just as much. But now, like when Bakugo like, when they finally get to meet him, he chooses Deku as a, as a, his uh, successor, and Bakugo's the one who's who ended his career. You know what I mean? Like that's how he feels, and like. Like he's upset by it, like to the point where like all my all my's like consoling him. He's like, dude, that's not the case at all, dude. Like, yeah, he basically you know. explains these like I saw the potential in you, um, but I saw like how much Midoriya wanted to save people and that he didn't have the powers to do so. Yep. So that's why I chose him. And like for Bakugo to like blame himself, like you know, you know, I I guess I can sort of understand that, but like the fact that Bakugo looks up to All Might so much, it, it's weird that he like treated all of his like childhood friends like shit like mm-hmm. like if you're looking up to like this hero and like trying to be just like him and like oh he's the best and like you admire him so much like why are you treating every little kid around you like shit like yeah and probably, i think it's probably not this superiority complex yeah, yeah not the way to go about it i don't think um no absolutely but but absolutely. Ab- from this point forward like we we get to see like a, a new side of bakugo cuz he's basically like look look i'll keep you guys a secret you don't got to worry. I understand that it would be a problem if this got out to the public. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. It almost seems like there's a there's a good, like, it almost seems like him and Deku are almost, like, real friends at this point. 
Yeah, like there, there's definitely a mutual respect, and he kind of hits him with that last line. He's like, "Well, don't you dare lose." Yeah, like if you're gonna inherit his power, like make sure don't the next lose. fight you don't lose. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah, so cool. that was a really really cool scene. And I think if there's any episode to watch, I mean, other than the next one in this season, it's definitely this one. Like I think this is the culmination of these two, you know, since the beginning. Like this is. This is the episode where they just they're just complete they become completely different people and like their attitudes change towards each other. And this is a big season for Bakugo as far as his character growth. Because we got to see, you know, him be kind of just still the same old punk bitch he was, you know, in season two. Um still mean to everybody, but then we see him, you know, fight temptation early in season three and does not succumb to being a villain because he wants to be a hero more than anything else. We see, you know, how how the weight of him being captured and his friend, you know, his friends, his friends that he doesn't realize that he has are there to risk life and limb to save him, and how the greatest hero in the world, in his mind, right, he is the greatest hero in the world, but in his mind, he's the reason that All Might is no no longer can carry that mantle. So, like, we see just. Oh, just a really neat ride for Bakugo in this season. I, I mean, I think he's probably the most interesting character in this season by far. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You definitely get to see a whole new side of him other than just, like, the total jerk. Yep. And um, so, of course, you know, they get back in, they get back inside, and they're still kind of, you know, still, still kind of jawing at each other. And then uh, so pretty much what happens is uh, Aizawa – for them going outside and you know getting into a little little scuffle and breaking the rules, uh, they, they're on house arrest for like the next three days. Yeah, they're on cleaning duty. And oh yeah, which it, it's literally just Deku like vacuuming for three days. Yeah, and while they're while they're doing that, the rest of the class basically finds out that they're gonna be they're not doing internships, but they're doing work study. Work study, and um, yeah, it's it, oh, it's man. very similar to the internships. Um, but then Chris. Aizawa, he calls in. Make, let me make sure I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. Oh no, 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 no! He, call, he right. does call in the big three. Uh, I want to say no. That's not. That's at the end of the next episode. Um, this okay. episode kind of this episode ends with uh, with pretty much them being put on house arrest. Then we go into the next episode, and this is okay, now so we're the, teeing up for the next season. This is where we get to see the twice episode. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, okay, the okay. beginning of uh, twice who we've seen briefly. Um, in in the show twice we the only time we've seen him so far is uh, during the summer camp and during the battle with All for One. Mm-hmm. Um, so twice is a really neat character. We kind of find out a little bit about his past. Um, <laughs> where he can clone himself and his clones can clone himself, uh, clone themselves, and then so on and so forth. And basically, all of his clones get into this massive brawl, and the one that lives doesn't know if he's the real one. Yeah, because these clones end up actually like killing each other. Yeah, like they kill each other, and he's he. And I think that's what kind of makes him crazy is he doesn't realize or he doesn't know if he's the real him. And that's why he's got like this split personality where like he'll be saying one thing, but like another voice will say like the opposite of whatever he says. It's it's a very interesting episode, and it's cool that. He actually like does the whole narration at the beginning too. Mm. Uh, just like it's it just sets a, a a different tone than what we're used to because usually we just have like Deku or All Might narrating for the most part, and uh, 
don't know. It's just it just a, it takes it takes us for a spin here, uh, having a villain narrate an episode. Yeah, and uh, so and what's cool about this is um, you know, this is a very very much a villain centric episode. So um, we have a you know a small little group of villains called Team Reservoir Dogs. You know, they uh, I want to say they rob a shop and escape in their little truck. Um, we get to see our man Garen, who's kind of like the villain broker. Um, he's calling Dobby. He's calling twice, trying to figure out where they're at. Um, hey, you know, he's like, hey, Shigaraki wants to meet with everyone, you know. And then, of course, that they have. Um, so Dobby actually runs into some criminals in the alley while he's on the phone. And he's just like, well, you guys, they start jawing off. He starts talking shit. He's like, y'all aren't worthy of recruiting. He just incinerates them with his uh, blue flame. Um, and then of course, uh, the, re- the I guess the reason that Twice wears his his outfit is because his um, I guess his psyche is gonna pretty much tear himself apart and become permanent clones or just die. Like I don't know. Like we don't really know much about what's going on with him quite yet. Um, he just definitely has some issues. We know that very big time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this is where he Twice tells his little backstory about how it's like. Hey, I don't know if I'm the real me after two days, uh, a week and two days of all his clones fighting each other. Yeah, and it, 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 he kind of it makes it seem like Twice wasn't like such a bad villain. Um, it's mm-hmm. just he wasn't really accepted in the world. Um, and obviously he found that acceptance through joining the League of Villains because they pretty much taken anybody. Um, yep. But also too, Cody, um, we catch up with this little group, the uh, the Team Reservoir Dogs, and. Um, we're introduced to a a new villain, one that is uh, a fan favorite and one that's one of my favorite characters. Here we're introduced to Overhaul. Yeah, we meet Overhaul and his little group of villains, and it basically because they destroy the they destroy the Reservoir Dogs in their truck because he's just like, you know, that these people are just, just shit. These are just shit little dime store criminals, man. Like, yeah. and he like mentions that, that have bigger goals. He like mentions that they're sick with this illness and that mm-hmm. it must be cured. And yep. yeah, basically, um, I want to say, is this where, <clears throat> I want to say we don't see what happens here, mm-hmm. but basically twice kind of sets up a meeting between them and the actual League of Villains, but we'll see, we'll see that happen here in a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely, um, we don't know, we don't know his name yet outside of Overhaul. I don't even think his name is mentioned yet. But uh, Overhaul is definitely a, a series favorite villain, um, and he's the main villain of the next season, which we'll get into. I mean, obviously in the, in the coming weeks here. Um, but on the other side here, um, we're introduced to s- some additional uh, heroes and some new students um, that we, we we see briefly. Um, this talking is where we're talking about the work study. Talking about the big three, Chris. I am talking about the big three. And of course we're skipping over a couple things. Um, the, the first introduction to the big three is Deku's actually like taking out the trash and he's like, Oh man, I'm so far behind. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna have to work twice as hard. And, uh, you see this face sticking out of the side of the wall and he's just like trash. Am I right? <laughs> and they, Deku's like, what the fuck? And then he's walking again. And he sees that same face in the floor and he's like, People have been talking about you, so I had to come see what all the fuss was about. You'll know who I am soon enough. Like, very, like, friendly and bubbly, but still just kind of like, eh, don't worry about me. We'll talk soon enough, and he just kind of disappears, and Deku's like, what just happened? And he's like, I, I know I recognize that guy from somewhere, and of course, 
the next day in class. Um, well, actually, sorry, this is after a couple days. Uh, Deku um, is off house arrest. Uh, Bakugo still has one more day. And um, when they're here learning about work studies, the, who, who better to tell them about what these work studies will entail than the top three students of UA High? And that is, they're colloquially known as the big three. And I'm not talking Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and uh, uh, Ray Allen. Damn it, Chris, you beat me to my joke. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. That's awesome. I'm glad oh, we were really? both on the same page. Oh, I'm a Celtics fan, Chris. You know, I, I would have brought it up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was the first thing I thought of when they said the big three, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, of course, this big three is... Uh, it's uh, Mirio Togata, who yeah. is, uh, you know, the blonde with the uh, kind of 10-10 looking eyes. Lemillion will find yeah. his name. Nejire. We have, uh, yep, Nejire Hado and Tamaki Amakad- uh, Amajiki. Amajiki, He's yeah. the one I can never remember, unfortunately. Oh yeah, uh, well, he's a very interesting character, and I, like all three of these students are like they're—they are the top students at UA. But like Deku's like, oh yeah, I remember them from the sports festival last year, but they didn't do well like at all. And Deku's like, well, and like it cuts like Mirio, like he's like naked trying to put his pants on like at the starting line of a thing, and just <laughs> really, really embarrassed. But like Deku's like, even though they they didn't win anything. There has to be a reason that UA is saying that they are the top students here. Yeah, it almost instantly made me think of how Deku performed. Like he didn't—he di- or he died—he lost in top eight, I want to say. Yeah, because he yep. lost to Todoroki, and like, so he didn't get a medal, mm-hmm. obviously. But like, maybe he could end up being like one of these top students in the future. Huh. Absolutely, and uh, pretty much what it boils down to is, you know, the, the other two students. Uh, well, Najiri Hado introduces herself. Um, and then, uh, of course she starts, you know, she starts trying to introduce herself, talking about work study. And of course she just starts, just starts talking and talking. And, and then, um, uh, Tamajiki is just so shy. He just like turns around and is like shaking and just can't face the class. So we, we're learning that all these characters are very, very weird. And Mario is just like, well, he, he tries to tell like a dead ass joke and it's like, well, these kids are weird. So let's just find out what we're all about. So y'all are, you're, all of you are going to fight me. So like <laughs> all three of these kids are weird as fuck. Yeah, they're very, very odd. Um, yes. Bunch of odd ducks. But uh, so we go to the, go ahead and go to the gym and, you know, Mirio's on one side, all of class 1A is on the other. And dude, Cody, this is one of my favorite. This is actually one of my favorite parts in the entire series. He just fucking takes the wood to all of them just straight fucking dog washes them um because like he charged like, he charges at him he go he just dips through the ground and there's some really funny moments here where it's like he pops up like cock first in front in front of uh um earphone jack's face she's just like oh my god like they're they all start losing their mind because he's fucking just fucking naked as the day he was born yeah, Chris. Un- unfortunately, I was watching this episode at work this today, oh, no. and I'm like, "Oh, I forgot how many times like he ends up being naked in this episode." Oh yeah. <laughs> so thankfully, no one looks over naked. at my phone while I'm like working on the oh, factory line, just surrounded by like the most dude dudes. Like there would just be <laughs> the most manly man. <laughs> yeah. hey, what's, this, what's this naked cartoon shit you're watching there, Cody? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, a very, a very funny, just, uh, just an awesome scene, really. 
Not, yeah, not, dude, not just, the naked part, but the action that goes on. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude, he just beats the shit out of everybody, man. And he just, you know, and of course, when he when they're all when they're all licking their wounds, but also the big, uh, I want to keep saying, I keep saying the big thing here. I got to catch myself on that, but like, Deku almost gets him. Like Deku sees his move, and you know, thanks, you know, Mario's very, very quick witted, and he's able to like intercept the move and like kind of goes right through it and like he was very surprised that Deku saw his next move um which is kind of expected and I think that's what kind of leads to Mirio like okay this, this kid knows what's up um but after everybody you know is licking their wounds and getting ready here you know he he kind of explains that you know the way he, he is the way he is because of his work study he talks about how his quirk was always he did he doesn't have an easy quirk he has a quirk that could kill him you know, because he can, he basically floats through matter. He can't see, he can't, like, nothing. He can't breathe. He can't, he just, he's senseless. Um, but he's learned of a way to, like, isolate it and change his trajectory. Because once he, like, once he puts his mask back in, or he's, once he's able to control that, he actually pops out. Bro, because the mask can't, it, it, there, there's a lot of physics here, but, like, the mask can't occupy the same space. So it basically spits him out. So he need, he had to learn to, like, control where it spit him out and like have to like it shows the thing when he was a kid like climbing through a wall like one leg at a time isolating it there going with the other his other arm and like basically he said he, you know he he doesn't have the best quirk but he had to like bust his ass every day and like really think and like you know just really embrace your quirk and learn how to use it and he's like everything he just pretty much says hey everybody needs to go through a work study because it's only going to make you better yeah, and they're like, wow, he he gave a better speech than most pro heroes can do. Yeah, and like Deku, the whole time they were they were having this fight, like he was trying to analyze like what his quirk does and all that stuff. So it's it's cool mm-hmm. that we actually get like a full explanation and like we see that he's yep. worked super hard to like perfect it. And it, you definitely see like the instant similarities between him and Deku and like All Might, those three really all together. Um, just like how hard they worked, and then <laughs> we basically also find out that he is. Everybody thinks he's the next in line to be the number one hero. Like even Aizawa, yep. even like above all the pros, like he is, like the he's one. He's the best. Yeah, and obviously he bears a, a, sh- a pretty close resemblance to All Might. I remember when he first got introduced, I was like, is "This like All Might's like long lost kid or like little brother mm-hmm. or something." Um, yep. Yeah, very very similar with the blonde hair and everything. No, absolutely, and um. So cutting from there, um, the last the last uh, kind of dialogue you see is that, um, you know, there you see uh, Nedry and Mirio talking that like, hey, like, did any students really stand out? And he's like, well, he's like, I think Deku would fit in very well with Sir, uh, fit in working with Sir, um, which who will meet uh, next season. But we do we do catch some uh, some glimpses of that character here at the end because we're come we're we're getting greased up, Cody. It's almost time for season four. Um, so basically, Deku calls Gran Torino. He's like, "Hey, can I can I can you know you take me on for work study?" And uh, Gran Torino, of course, is like, "Who are you, Sonny? I don't know you." But he's joking. He's like, "Hey, I I really can't. I'm working with the police to track the lead of vil- the League of Villains." And then we get some pretty dramatic cuts back and forth here between a um uh, what somebody sitting at a computer, um somebody uh, some blue girl, um which we don't really get a name yet. And we start seeing the League of Villains. We start seeing um, uh, this character overhaul that we've met uh, walk up with uh, twice, and I believe twice and Dobby 
to the warehouse where they're at. Um, and of course, it goes back to the guy at the computer, and we start realizing that the um, I cannot remember what they're called, whatever the Yakuza group is called. They're like the not Chisaki, <laughs> the Chisakai. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kachisaki is Overhaul's name. It's similar to that, though. Yeah, I'll... it they are it's... called the uh, oh, it's Chihasakai. Shihasakai. Yeah, the Shihasaki. Yeah. Shihasakai. Yeah. Shihasaki. Yeah, whatever, however you pronounce that. Um, Just a couple of gringos here trying to say some words. Just <laughs> $5 words. Yeah, well, it just throws me off because his name's Kai Chisaki. Chisakai. Yeah, it, 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 same shit, man. That's it's my just, only gripe with this show, dude. All their names sound like the shit that they're doing. But yeah, basically, she's saying that Overhaul is meeting with the League of Villains. Yeah. So we got the, and... the new big bad and the old. Your old standard bads all together, so it really leaves yep. us on a, on a, you know, what could go wrong in season four? Dude, we we are on the path to some work studies. We got some new heroes. I we cannot wait to see what this new villain's all about. But Cody, you know, before we wrap up here, there was an episode we glossed over. Um, so we had this special episode, the the save the world with love episode. Um, now really. What this episode is, Cody, it is literally just a a greaser for the movie, the My Hero uh, Hero Rising, which is um the first movie of the three. And I'm glad you knew that, Chris, because I've never seen any of the movies, and I remember when yeah, I so first... My Hero two, it's two heroes, My Hero Academia, two heroes. But I'm just glad you know that because when I first saw this episode, I was like, what the hell was that? Like. They just yes, have this throwing episode with like a big open ending, and then like they're like, "All right, right back to the uh, provisional license exam test." And yeah, like, Two Heroes is the first movie. Hero Rising is the second movie. Jesus okay. Christ, that sounds so like those names sound so fucking backwards, especially because in the <laughs> second movie, it's like De- Deku and Bakugo both use all for one. That should be Two Heroes. Just saying, whatever. But oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, <laughs> I, yeah, thought, I thought we might weird have how it mixed up how... again. But we're good. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're backwards. Like, the names of the movies are so backwards. Um, but really, there's not really much to say in this episode. Almost, Cody, I almost think we should talk about this episode next week because we are covering the My Hero Academia movie. That's I, I'm fine going over this next week. I mean, either way, it's... Yeah, because I'm going to watch this. There really isn't. It basically ends up like Dec, or All Might ask Deku if he wants to go with him on this trip. So, like, yep. this... Is it I Island? Like the I Island. Man, what a the worst you couldn't fucking think of name a, for an island ever. You could have said it was like Purple Island, and I'd have been like, okay, sure, but no. Yeah, it makes sense. Good old I Island. <laughs> yes, but um, um, I do highly recommend watching this episode before going in. Oh, watch this episode again because you know you're watching it the first time. You're like, what is this? This makes no sense. Why do I care about this? Um, but watch this. Ep- I do recommend watching this episode before watching the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And at first I thought it was just going to be like a little like two or three episode like filler arc or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I, I've seen that, like I mentioned earlier with Bleach, where like sometimes mm-hmm. when the manga or when the anime is catching up to the manga, they kind of got to mm-hmm. throw in a filler yeah. just to give like the writers a break or however it all works. I don't know. Yep. I'm not too savvy on all that stuff. But uh, now this is actually just a full lead up into uh, what is it, Heroes Rising or Two Heroes. Yeah, this two heroes again makes no. So just remember the one that it shouldn't be is what it's called. Okay. 
Yep. <laughs> All yeah. right, but yeah, so next week we're going to be covering My Hero Academia 2 Heroes, um, as well mm-hmm. as the special episode, what is it called? From with Save love. the World with Love. <laughs> From UA with Love. Even the title doesn't make sense. But yeah, none of it makes sense. But, but yeah, so just know that, that we are covering that episode, but it makes sense. It just makes sense to cover it with the movie. Uh, the movie deals a lot about All Might, his past, uh, an old friend of his. And uh, we, we do get to see a, a lot of the heroes in the movie. And Cody, I, I, have you seen the movie before? No, I've never seen any of these. Oh, man, it's so hero. good. This is awesome. This is awesome that you're going to be able to see this for the first time. Um, the, these movies do a very good job of showcasing the students, which, I mean, again, that's a tall order considering how big the class is. Uh, you've got a lot of good funny moments, um, you know, with obviously with Mineta and Kaminari. Um, you've got some really, really good action scenes, and you get a you get a, a jump out of your seat special move at the end that'll just mm, get you going. So the, wow. the movie delivers all of the goods. I'm trying to see if there's like an official watch order online of mm-hmm. everything. It seems like I, I think we're going in the right order. Mm, yeah, because I'm like 99.9 repeating, of course, that this movie canonically is after season three. See, some people are saying it, it's supposed to be before season three, but either way, we're watching a movie next week. That's all I know. Mm. If we're wrong, yeah. well, we will. Regardless, we're, we're wrong, covering all of my heroes. So. <laughs> exactly. It's, we're all, we're going to watch it anyway. That's right. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because we got two, soon to be three movies in this, in my hero, of course. Absolutely, and uh, the movies, uh, I, you know, the two that I've seen are absolutely fantastic, so I'm actually really excited to watch this one again. Um, and, of course, after that, we're diving right into Season 4. Season 4, my absolute favorite, favorite season of My Hero Academia from start to finish. We get to see Mirio in action. We get to see really all the big three in action. We're introduced to, uh, you know, really introduced to Overhaul and his really really neat band of goons in the uh kai hisasaki um and the uh chai hisasaki yeah yeah that's right cobra kai it's all the same um <laughs> we get to see you know really where where the league of villains is going um we get to we're introduced to a fantastic character by the name of airy um, we get to see just a really great, uh, lighthearted moment near the end. We get to see gentle criminal. We get to see, there is so much happening in season four, Cody. I'm absolutely stoked to dive in. Um, but you know, the, fil- you know, the filler quote unquote that we're going to have next week, the movie, uh, two heroes still hate the fucking name is <laughs> going to be a fantastic watch. And I'm actually super stoked that you're watching it for the first time. Oh yeah, man, I'm excited, and uh, I believe it's on Hulu and Funimation as well. Uh, I believe so. If not, I, if you have Verizon, I want to say it's actually on demand. If you have Stars, okay. I, I want to say both of them are on Stars. If you have Stars, I have Funimation, and I know it's there. Um, uh huh. When I searched it, I think it's also on Hulu. One of the movies is on Hulu. Yep. But either way, uh, you guys, you guys know how to watch anime. These these days, I don't gotta tell you how to. Yeah, do it. yeah, you guys are almost forty episodes in. Y'all know how to watch anime. I try. I believe in you. All right, looks like Heroes Rising is on Hulu. Okay. I don't know. That's I, the second I, one. I, I'll, and I'll I'm probably pretty just, sure the first. Probably just watch uh, two Heroes on Funimation. To be honest. Um, yep. Yeah. So if you guys want to follow along, please watch that. And uh, of course, that special episode. Uh, yep. 
and we will be back next Tuesday. And then once again, if you guys want to follow us on our socials, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. and Podbean at Shonen and Suds. And uh, Chris, that's all I got. Do you got anything else before we? Uh, no, go? man, that is all I've got as well. Um, definitely, uh, you know, this this week's offering was definitely a little bit weaker as far as just um, very very a lot. I don't want to. I don't like saying the show has filler because usually when they do do quote unquote filler episodes, that there is there's usually a re reason behind it, but I feel like they could have told the story they were trying to tell in, in a, you know, in a third of the episodes that it took. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I think it's just, the season was just top heavy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, no, I agree. Maybe I agree. They, they made blew the their summer, water early. They probably could have made the summer camp thing a little longer. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I agree. But you know, from here on out, it's, it's nothing but gas. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. This is, yeah. All, all the bullshit's over there. There are very, very few and far between lighthearted moments. The only really the last slowdown arc that we have is the, the, um, the festival, mm -hmm. the student, the student festival, um, which is after the, um, the fight with overhaul and everything. Once that kind of winds down, we're introduced, but, but the thing is, that whole arc, while it's lighthearted as hell and does last a lot longer than it should, Cody, the payoff is worth it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is the most, it makes me more teary-eyed with the scene I'm talking about in season four. It makes me more teary-eyed than Grave of the Fireflies ever could. Like, it's Oof. that It's that emotionally moving. Uh, that is and you know what part I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure everybody else does. Yep. Of but course. if you don't, Make sure you watch it, and we're going to cover it um, in the next couple weeks here with My Hero Academia. But, Cody, I am ready to sign off, of course. I am Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass. And thank you, thank you once again for listening to a couple of ding-dongs ramble on about anime for 39 weeks in a row. We <laughs> definitely appreciate it. And here's to 39 more. <laughs>